Yes, indeed. Another great morning on the Morning Machine, the machine that makes your mornings move. And thank you so much for waking up with us each and every morning and making the machine a part of your daily morning routine. And part of that morning routine means you have to get a wealth of knowledge build a wealth of information. You're going to be wealthy with knowledge today because we're going to be talking sports this morning. But what are we talking about? Well, you know what? Let's start with this. I want to give you a fact about a recent study that reveals that almost half of 30,000 college students feel unprepared to manage their finances. Now, this issue is particularly pronounced among black athletes, who often lack access to financial literacy resources compared to their white counterparts. Now, of course, there is a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. And that way is bridging the gap. Now, how do we bridge the gap? Well, in an organization called Advancement of Blacks in Sports, or ABIS, has partnered with one of the most prominent financial institutions, J.P. Morgan Chase, to offer free financial courses tailored for college athletes. Mind you, the program is also supported by the Association of African American Advisors as well. And they provide essential knowledge on money management, sustainability, wealth building during their undergraduate years, a plethora of things. And we are going to speak about these initiatives and this organization this morning with the one and the only known as the godfather of grassroots basketball the founder of ABIS. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Morning Machine, Mr. Gary Charles. How you doing this morning? Trying to make it work. I like that intro of yours. Absolutely, but you know what? You know how I was introduced? I was introduced by that clean suit on your website, by the way. But I'm not going to get into that right now. I, 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 I have to call you the cleanest founder of a nonprofit organization that I know of. I'm sure there are others. But I'm saying that right now for the record, Mr. Charles. But it's beyond. It's, it. yeah, I'm glad you're going to take it, but it's beyond the looks of it all. The look of it all is, listen, that study revealed almost half of 30,000 college students were feeling unprepared to manage their finances after they get out of college. So let's talk about that recent study. Like, So talk about the importance of having a nonprofit organization such as yours to be able to get out there and reach these college, these college students who are putting all in the work of grades, but they don't know where to start on their finances. You know, it's, um, it's amazing. Let me give you some more facts. If you are lucky enough to become a pro athlete, um, Four and a half years after you graduate, you're broke. 75%. That's the number. At least 75% mm-hmm. of the athletes who made, you know, some made over $100 million. And four and a half years later, you're broke. And the reason is for what you just said. They're not prepared um, for the financial world. Understand this. And you, you know this, okay. You know, growing up, you don't know what you don't know. And too many times, uh, we're not told 
of these type of things, okay? We, we're not, you know, we're educated. Mm. I feel at times that, you know, too many classes are being wasted in college mm. when they should be talking to us about, about budget and saving, about finance and everything. Mm. We're talking about things that we never use. Like, to this day, I'm still pissed off at my college professor for physics. I haven't touched physics since I graduated. Didn't touch it. And I almost didn't graduate for taking a damn class. So I just feel that we need to get into more practical things. Mm -hmm. So so one of the things that our ABIS uh, people were part of, and this is college coaching now, college coaches mm -hmm. who are who are not only coaching these kids but are, are dealing with these athletes on a regular basis, one of the things that they said to us was, Gary, we need to talk to them about financial coaching. So hence the reason that, you know, combining with J.P. Morgan, we started with that. And what we're doing right now, currently, we are involved with more than 12 different colleges in teaching the athletes at those schools about financial coaching. And it's important for everyone to understand, it's a minority uh, athlete in each of the schools. So we have half H um, PWIs, but also half HBCUs because we felt that it was important that we got into HBCU. Uh, too many times we forget about those athletes, and ABIS did not, did not want to do that. And what we try to do is we have different classes. And to be honest with you, the first one we start out with is NIL. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, a lot of these kids, they want to get money for your name, image, and likeness, but they don't understand. you got to pay taxes on that. So we want to make sure that we teach them, okay, about those things, right? And we also have to make them understand that, look, don't forget what's first. First is still getting your education. Because without that, you're not going to know what to do with the NIL. So we, we're talking about that. Then the second session, we talk about budget and savings. How do you open up a checkbook? Why do you need to save? What does it take? Because too many of us don't save for a rainy day. I'm not just talking about the athletes. I'm talking about the adults. Yeah, so we, we try to explain to them, you know, and how that works. Then we talk to them about credit. What's TransUnion? Do you know what Equifax is? What's Experian? Because most of them don't know, you know, what that is. Oh, is that the reason why? My credit score needs to be high. There you go. So when you explain it to me, one, one by one, you hear them go, oh, my God, I had no idea. Yeah, this is how you help you to buy a house down the line. And then we go into um, investment. We give them $100,000 in fake money, okay, and teach them about investment. And then the winner, after they invest for a couple weeks, the winner of that, we give them real money, okay, as the winner. They get a certificate for completing the course, but we also invite them to our gala that we're having next year. The gala is going to be Washington, D.C. Mm. at the MGM Harbor and Casino. Nice. So we invite the winners to meet some powerful black people mm -hmm. in our sports community. You know, it's so interesting because there has been the development of NIL and our college athletes, the best of the best, you see them talking about NIL and they're getting this money or as the young folk like to say, the bag, right? But you just mm -hmm. made something very clear, which I didn't know, but I'm sure a lot in the sports world behind the scenes know about, but if they, if, if, if the, the athlete themselves don't know about it, then they're going to feel a little hurt or caught off guard by these NIL taxes. So let me let me ask you this. 
the taxes, right? There's a certain percentage. For this particular year, you know, just off the top of your head, maybe an estimate, how much in taxes are we talking about from, say, a NIL deal of you you can you can put your own number in there to make it make sense and make it make sense to our listening audience but how much in taxes do they actually take out in reality because i'm sure with the high level of nil dollars out there that are given to these athletes even 10% or 15 or 20% can be a large sum of money out of that nil so could you speak on that let me make sure um, everyone understands. I don't care where you get your money from. If you're getting your money in a legitimate sort of way now, mm-hmm. the government is going to get their piece. You so bet. let's get that clear. Mm-hmm. I don't care where the government gets there. And that could be anywhere from 15 to 30% based on how much you get. Mm-hmm. All right? So... These actually used to understand. You're not just getting a check and get to do whatever you want and don't think you have to go back. So one of the things you better make sure you have is a good accountant to make sure that they're staying, they're staying on top of that. All right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, too many people right now are crying and saying, I don't understand why they're getting this money. Here's the thing. I have been fighting this over 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you how many people thought I was crazy that Sonny McCall, who who was really the main man behind it, and I was his right-hand guy. And for those who don't know who Sonny Bacow is, he is the gentleman who signed Michael Jordan to his first shoe deal. Mm-hmm. And Sonny is Mr. Everything in the grassroots world, and he has been fighting that cause over 20 years, uh, and there's a lot of people who thought we were wrong about it. But let me say this to the people who think this is wrong. At one time, you thought it was wrong, too, for us to be drinking out the same water fountain. You thought it was wrong for us to be using the same bathroom as you. You thought we were wrong for going to the swimming, same swimming pool. How does that look now? So right now, because it is so new, you still have people saying that this is out of control. These kids are getting too much money. But it's okay for a college coach to be making six, $7 million off these young men and these young women. But that's okay. So I am glad that they get their money, but they just have to be smart about it. You know, it's so interesting because I, I – in – Studying your bio, I noticed that you were instrumental in helping Adidas discover and eventually sign future Hall of Famer Kobe Bryant. Now, was this in his young, straight out of Lower Marion career, or was this later in there? Sure. And, and there's a there's a question, there's a follow up question to that. Yeah, what uh, you know, your audience may not know is that I was the first uh, person to get a shoe deal from a grassroots level of basketball, which means kids were playing from ages of 12 to 17. Right. Our program produced over 20 pros uh, out of it, including Lamar Odom, Danny Green, who's Danny Green, Joe Kim Noah, and Lance Stevenson, and on and on. Mm-hmm. As part of that process, Joe Kim Noah's dad was actually assistant coach at LaSalle University, mm-hmm. and he was recruiting one of my players at the time. As he was doing that, he would be at the games, and at some point he said, hey, can you watch my son play? And I started to watch Kobe play mm-hmm. while we were, you know, after our games would be over. So, yeah, it was when he was playing with his traveling team called Stan Ryan, mm-hmm. uh, the All-Star team, and I saw something different about him. And one of the, 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 the tasks that Sonny had 
has said to me way back when, Gary, Adidas has to get someone on a grassroots level that we can get. Because by the time it's time for them to get the money, Nike's already doing it. So if we can get them young and get them to know all about Adidas, then they become part of family and we'll have a better chance. So sure enough, the dad and I started the process <clears throat> while Kobe was playing grassroots basketball and he was in the high school level. No one knew. So it was almost like I was doing secret espionage, if you get what I'm saying, for a couple of years. <laughs> and, and, and I kept telling Sonny, this is the guy. This is the guy. Mm -hmm. So the dad would be driving to my house, mm -hmm. and I live in Long Island, New York, and, and they, they were, they're out of Philly, okay? And sometimes I would drive to their house, all mm -hmm. right? Or Sonny and I would drive to the house of another gentleman. No one knew. Because here's the thing people, people don't know right now, at least the young bucks. If you call someone, if, you, if they went home, you didn't get them. You just didn't get them, okay? So yeah. in order for us to make sure our, our, our meetings went on, we were meeting in person. Okay, so that's, that's what was going on. And that's how uh, we were able to do that. And I said to Sonny, I'm betting my life that this is, the, this is the next one. And, you know, so I had to say thank you to Kobe because otherwise I didn't know if I was going to get shot or not. You know what? And, be the one. And, and, you know, um, peace and blessings to the Bryant family. And uh, even me as a young child got to experience Kobe Bryant. Of course, it was a lot later than you experienced him. Um, at, coming out of Lower Marion, um, Sonny, Sonny Hill, basketball legend in Philadelphia, got us to in, introduce mm -hmm. to Kobe as well. And so, you know, yep. it's, a, it, it's a lot full circle. And then the follow-up question that I had to that was, you spoke on doing this from a grassroots level. Speak on the importance of doing things at a grassroots level as opposed to any other level that you could get to the same particular position. Let me just say this to y'all in a way maybe the audience will understand. I can remember at eight, nine, ten years old that uh, if my brothers and I were about to go to someone's house and my mom was going to take us, your mom would say to you, when you get there, you better not act up. When you get there, don't ask for nothing to eat. Don't act like you didn't eat at home. Right. You just stay there. And when I'm ready to go home, you're going home. And you know what's amazing? That stays with you forever. Yes, it does. Okay? You don't forget those things. So it's the same thing that when you talk to these young men or these young ladies at a younger age, they don't forget. It's in them. And this is part of the reason why we're also teaching this financial coaching at a much younger age. Absolutely. And this is what you're focused on now in diversifying the world of sports and getting our athletes, especially uh, obviously our black athletes that, you know, these days most are concerned about the bag, but how do you use that bag wisely? How do you get financially prepared to hold your bag, as, as the young people say? How do you get prepared to hold your bag through a lengthy period of time throughout the rest of college years and setting you up for the future to where, hey, if you go into the pros, the pros are not always guaranteed. So you got to have something going as a backup plan. You can't just spend it all in one place. And that's what programs like yours are for. So let's talk about the start of advancement of blacks in sports, ABIS, right? 
So I see this was started in 2020. And when, what, what was that light bulb moment that said, you know what, this needs to start not now, but right now. The murder of George Floyd. Facts. Um, after, the, after the murder of George Floyd, I felt the need to say something. You know, my heart just wasn't sitting right. So I went on Twitter and uh, put a video out there. As part of the video, or part of my message, I'm not going to repeat the whole thing, but I said, hey, white people, I understand you're uncomfortable, you know, watching us march every day. But I want you to understand that as a black man, we walk uncomfortable every single day. Mm-hmm. I understand no one should be burning any buildings down. I wish your ancestors felt the same way when they burned down Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Facts. White coaches, your silence is coming out real loud to me. But Black coaches, what are we prepared to do about it? And so it went like that. And after that, coaches called me. And I called uh, one of a very close friend of mine, coach at the time, he was the head coach of uh, uh, DePaul University, the men's basketball coach, days later. Mm-hmm. I reached out to him. Then I reached out to Renna Hamilton, who is the dean of black coaches uh, in, in men's basketball at Florida State. I reached out to him. I reached out to grassroots guys, and we had a big meeting to discuss how can we come together? How can we help each other? Because you know what? We have the oil, but we keep giving it away. And that's what I was trying to tell him. And then I said, but we need to reach out to the women. So I reached out to Vivian Stringer, who at the time was the women basketball coach at uh, Rutgers University, mm-hmm. and who actually was the coach at Cheney University, in which I'm an alma mater. I was there Absolutely. when she was coaching. Mm-hmm. So so then we we reached out to Dawn Stanley. And Dawn said, what do I sign? And yeah. we met a woman by the name of Felicia Hall Allen, who knew most of the coaches, and she said, Gary, let's set up a Zoom. That's okay. I set up a Zoom, and she had 30 black women head coaches mm. in front of my face. Okay? Powerful. And next thing you know, we we got volleyball, we had track and field, we had baseball, we had all the sports. And hence the name, Advancement of Black in Sports. That's how that came about. Man. To... You know, and this is... Forgive me, because this is the first time that even inside an interview that a host can be rendered speechless at this point because how powerful is that to go from one coach to the next coach and then you go to another coach who knows 30 other coaches and they're all on a Zoom with you saying, let's put in the work. So so what, what was that feeling like when you saw that? You know... Um... How can, I, how can I say this? Um, being a, a grassroots coach myself for all those years, I had gotten to know most of the men's side right. of the coaches. I knew everybody. Mm-hmm. Whether it was Mike Krzyzewski or Roy Williams, I knew all the coaches. Okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, I didn't know the women. But I, I remember something that Leonard Hamilton said, you're the only one that could do this. You're the only one that everyone has enough trust in to be able to put this together. I didn't have time to think about it. I was just doing it, you know, at the time, okay? Because sometimes it wasn't until later, like someone like you, for example, would say, Gary, do you realize the people that you had in front of your face? I just got to tell you, Bob, I, 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 I didn't think about it because I was so focused and locked in knowing that what we needed to do 
How are we just doing it? And here's the thing. The George Floyd thing moved a lot of people. Yes, so, and, and we were home. So I had everyone's undivided attention. Everyone wanted to do something. They just didn't know how to go about doing it. Right. So it was just, you know, the perfect storm, you know, at the time, you know, to do it. And, and you know what's amazing? Like, like, I, like I'll give you a, 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 a part of that story. There was a young lady who was a women coach. She was actually the head coach at LSU. Her name is Nikki Parker. Right. And Nikki was all in and everything, right? And I remember she would be coming, coming straight from practice and come on a Zoom, and we used to go, man, Nikki's coming in hot. Well, fast forward to later, she gets hired by Oakland Raiders owner, uh, Mark Davis, to become the president of the WNBA Las Vegas Aces. They have now won two WNBA championships back-to-back. Nice. And I remember she said to me, you know, Mark said, Part of the reason we wanted you because we saw you, you not only had background in coaching basketball, but you were part of an organization, a black organization that's doing some beautiful things. This is Nikki telling me this. And here's the same woman who's part of us, who's now the president of a WNBA team mm-hmm. and has won the last two WNBA championships. These are the type of people mm-hmm. that's part of ABIS. And you know it's so interesting. It's it's the it's the level of people that you have surrounding you that are continuing to make ABIS an even greater voice than it already has been. Basically, as you say on your website, which is www.weareabis.org. Once again, weareabis.org is where you need to go to see all of this. The Voice of Racial Equity in Sports. And based off of that statement right there, from start along the journey, because it's never finished, right? It's never finished. The journey continues. The marathon continues, as Nipsey Hussle says, the late great, right? Yep. And the mission is to connect and inspire people to boldly advocate for racial equity, social and economic justice for blacks in sports. And this is all level of sports. It's not just tied to basketball. It's not just tied to football. It's not just tied to volleyball. It is all sports. And you in. It's so interesting, and I'll get to the site in just a second because the question just popped in my head here. When it comes to even the pro football, right, I got to ask this question because there's not many black owners in the NFL. This this continues to come up year over year over year. Even with collective bargaining agreements, it continues to – it continues to be the same thing year over year over year. We at least have black ownership in the NBA, right? But even in the yeah. NFL, and I want to get to this part because your organization is has a whole mission to boldly advocate for racial equity, social and economic justice for blacks in sports, right? So... Are you planning to reach the NFL, or if you have already, what's the next step? First, let me let me get to this because this is very important. So I want the audience to listen to this. You're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. So you have to make sure that the people that that you're surrounded by have the same goal as you do, and understand what you're trying to do because it takes more than one person, and we all know. 
you know, like, you know, it's a journey, right? So yes, in answer to your question, we have those goals in mind. So one of the things that we're doing right now, and remember, this is kind of like, got to start at the grassroots level, okay? Right. Is that we started this thing called the watch list. Too many search firms and ADs tell us all the time, well, Gary, we don't know them. We don't know the black people we're supposed to hire. So we say, okay, we're going to give you the answer to the test. Here it is. Here's the sheet with the name. Okay, because we, we're tired of hearing that. So every year what we do is by the peers, we have a voting process in which they vote who the top assistant coaches are around the country, the top 15, top 20, and the top mid-level coaches who can go higher up. With that list, we put it out. We give it to the source permanent AD. In the last uh, three years, uh, approximately almost 50% of the jobs that's been open have now gone to minorities. Okay? So that's one thing. So now they can start to get to know the people on that level so they can grow. The other thing is, as we're teaching the financial coaching program, here's the other thing that we're telling these young men. Just because you don't become a pro does not mean um, you didn't succeed. Because honestly, what people don't know is that you have a better chance of becoming a neurosurgeon than you have being a professional. That's how minute it is. But you know what? That doesn't stop you from becoming a coach. It doesn't stop you from becoming an AD. It doesn't stop you from becoming a president of a team or things of that nature. So you can go into that world because once you get those positions, now you can hire us. Because the reality is they're hiring who they know. So if we want to make a change, then we need to put ourselves in those seats. Mm -hmm. So when we're sitting there, we can interview us and make that change. And until we get there, we're going to continue to keep having some of these issues that we have. So that's where we have to change our mindset. Love it. I love it. And I was actually going through the watch list as you were speaking about it. And wow, I'm just like, the we're looking at so many coaches, right? From top head coaches in women's basketball to volleyball coaches, men's basketball, women's basketball, and football coaches that are that are people to watch if you want to hire the next great coach. Like that and see that's good that you're giving the answers to the questions because you're stripping you're you're stripping the people that are making these decisions, right? Without that in mind, there you're you're saying, "No, nah, we're not going for that." We're, we're tired of hearing that. So, you, you know, hit us with the next one. You know what I'm saying? What you going to hit us with now? Exactly right. You've given them yeah, the information that they next? need. You know, uh, what's crazy is you know this, right? Every time we get to the one-yard line, they move the goalpost. That's what they keep doing. Mm. Well, we just got to keep staying on top of them. It, it wasn't that long ago that they said we didn't have the aptitude to be a quarterback. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, okay. that's right. What are you saying now? Okay, so our point is that we just going to stand on top of you. Okay, all right, what's next? We're ready for you. What's next? That's what we have to do. That's why we want, you know, we want to be the voice for racial equity in sports. Absolutely, and a, and a powerful voice you are. Um, and, you know, we thank you for everything that you do. I also want to uh, kind of – 
switch gears a little bit because at the far right corner of the website, there's an event section. And that event section talks about champions and legends. Kindly speak about that and uh, how that ties into the mission. Absolutely. So um, too many times that we have to wait for them to tell us when to celebrate us. Mm. Why are we doing that? Right. We don't have to wait for them to celebrate us. We can do that ourselves. There are too many uh, blacks across the history who have done some tremendous things. So what we're doing now is to show you what black excellence in sports all means. So a couple of years ago, we started something called the Champion and Legends Gala. So every year, what we do is we bring in people to celebrate them. But we named awards after certain people. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we had the Vivian Stringer Pioneer Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of years ago, we gave that to Dawn Staley. We had the uh, Eddie Robinson Coaches Award. We gave that a couple of years ago to Tony Dungy. Mm-hmm. We created the William Roden Sports Media Award. In the first year, we gave it to Jameel Hill. Last year, we gave it to Ryan Clark, you know, ESPN. Yeah, you know, that's football. phenomenal, brother, right there. Okay. The pivot? Yeah, that guy, yeah. Then, then we had, now, when I ask most people, I'm going to ask you the same thing. Do you know who John Carlos is and Tommy Smith? Do you know who they are? I will say to you, do you know who he is? Do you know who that is? No, no, I don't. Exactly. Most people don't. But if I raise my fist, and you can't see me, but if I raise my fist in a pound sign, then people go, Oh my God, the guy from the 1968 Olympics. Yes. I said, that's right. So we On created the podium. a award called yeah. the John Carlos. There you go. The John Carlos Tommy Smith Social Activist Award. And let me tell you what, let me tell you what's phenomenal. The first year we gave that award to a white man named um, Dr. Richard Lapchick. And you know why he received that award? Because he was extremely close to uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, he was so close to them mm-hmm. that one time two white men jumped him and they scribbled an N-word across his chest. Wow. You understand? So we are very aware that we did not get to where we at without the help of allies. So we wanted to show him thank you for always being there for the blacks and helping us come along because he's still doing it. He's still working hard for us. So he received that award. We gave Dr. J the Lifetime Achievement Award. Okay, mm-hmm. Doc. Well deserved. We see you, Doc. We know what you did. Guess who we see the life, the, the social activist award last year? We gave that to Chuck D from Public Enemy. Okay, well that's who we see that last year. Okay, so we have the Jackie Jones and Kersey Excellence Award. A year ago, Allison Felix received that award. So we want to keep showing people what people have done. So now, next year, May 31st to June 2nd, it's going to be at the MGM Harbor and Casino in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be honoring people such as Ray Lewis, NFL Hall, great. Carmelo Anthony. We're going to honor Ben Crump. He's going to receive the Social Access Award because you don't have to have be a sports person, but we want people to understand what is, what is black excellence. This is what it looks like. We're also honoring Lonnie Ali. Muhammad Ali's wife. Mm. We're honoring a man by the name of Dr. Dwayne Edwards. And people are like, who is that? Why are you honoring this guy? Well, guess what? He is the first black man to design 
shoes, excuse me, sneakers. He created designs for Michael Jordan, Carmelo Anthony, and people like that. The first one. People don't know that. He opened up a school in Detroit for black designers because they don't have enough. So now we're making you aware, and that's what this is about. Let us show you. Right now in Florida, they're trying to erase all our education, okay? So as a matter of fact, they want us to do the gala there. And so you go out of your mind? There's no way we're going to do an event in Florida. Not with that guy over there. Mm-hmm. They're not getting to politics right now. I'm just making a point. So, so now what we're doing is we're going to keep doing this every year. We, we're honoring a woman by the name of Beverly Kearney. Beverly Kearney is the first person, minority person, that was hired at the University of Texas way back when. Forget about men or women. First person in any type of sport. She was hired for track and field. She went on to win seven national track and field championships at that school. Seven. She coached over 12 Olympians. Okay? So she's going to receive the Eddie Eddie Robinson Coaches Award. Come on. That's what we're doing. That's what this is all about. And we're going to continue to keep doing something like that. We created something called the Shaquille O'Neal Economic and Sustainability Award. How about that? Yeah, I know, right? right? How about that? Yeah, right? That man didn't even touch his money, and that, that was at a time oh. where there was and there was not even an NIL at that time. NIL, exactly. You know how many he owns? Like a hundred, uh, 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 what do you call that? Uh, Andy Pretzel. He owns like a, a hundred fitness gyms, movie theaters, pizzeria. That's yep. what Shaq is doing. We wanted to give him the award. You know what he said to us? No, 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 no. Name the award after me. Now. How do you say no to that? Exactly. And there's no way I'm declining that. That's Shaq, who's done a lot, not only for the community, but have shown us how to be able to manage money and inspire us to be able to move our financial literacy along and move our families forward, especially our family name forward in a a greater light. Exactly. Now, I got to tell you something. Mm-hmm. I think what was amazing at first year, when John Carlos walked in there, he got a standing ovation. As well he because should you know have. People, as well he should have. People were like, that's the guy? That's royalty. Okay? It is. Now, let me yep. tell you what else we did. Let me tell you what else we did. We gave the Heritage Award, okay, for, for people who helped inspire their kids to become what their kid became. Guess who we see that award the first year? Joe and Pam Bryant, Kobe's family. Mm. Mm. Those are the things that those are the things that we're doing, and those are the things we're going to continue to keep doing with ABIS. And you know, it's interesting yeah. because um, the, it's it's so phenomenal, and just just perusing through the site, we are abis dot org. Once again, we are abis dot org is where you need to go to look at this with me and learn about the mission and uh, see the mission in action. Um, there's financial coaching. The watch list, you can even find see the videos on champions and legends. But also, the most important thing is to be able to donate to the cause. Talk about how our listeners out there all across the world can be able to donate to advancement of blacks in sports. I tell you, uh, when it's all said and done, 
we can't do this without all of us, you know, being part of it. Thanks. And sometimes people can cannot get involved and maybe standing with us and doing things, but you know what? You can come out of your pocket and help. You could de- donate a dollar, you know, to ten dollars, what have you, toward the cause, and just go on to our site. We are ebis.org, and you know, donate what you can because every little bit helps us. We're trying to do a lot, and and, and I'll be remiss if I didn't tell you, you know, one other thing about the gala. We also take two days, that Friday and Saturday, and do a professional development, mm-hmm. okay, in which we talk about different things. And one of the ones that's become via dear to people is the mental wellness part, okay? Because to hear people come up there and speak about what they've gone through in sports from the mental wellness standpoint, uh, it's just like astounding. And here's something I want to tell the audience. I want you to get this part. When you're 11, 12, 13 years old, and you've been told you're that person, you're the star, and at that age, that's all you know. You're 14, you're 15, you're 16. You're that star. You don't know anything else. Then you get to college. You're not that star anymore. You haven't had to deal with that does to you mentally. Sheesh. Or even if you're a star in college and now you don't go to the close, and now people are saying you're a bust. And you're not a bust, but that's what people are saying. That's why I want people to stop saying that. Because as far as I'm concerned, you get to any of these levels, you get it. And right. whether you make it to the NBA or whether you're playing overseas or whether you're playing in the G League, you're making money, you're a pro, period, all right? But when people and your friends, now you're afraid to go back to the neighborhood, what does that do to you from a mental standpoint? People, mental wellness is real. So we purposely bring in formal, NBA, I mean, excuse me, formal pros from different sports that have to come in and speak about things like that. It's, it's so powerful, it's unreal. You know, it's interesting, too, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say, there's also that young athlete who gets to the draft, they're in the second, third round, fourth round, however many rounds there are. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're not a first-round pick, right? And they're in summer league, and they face injury they're out for the season that also can be a thing that really demoralizes an a an athlete as hard as they worked it's question now now listen here's the other thing now i'm going to talk about some of the main sports football basketball right now right Mm -hmm. the average the average pro career is four and a half years the average i'm not talking about the michael jordan I'm not talking about the Kobe. I'm not talking about the Steph Curry who, or the LeBron James who could be 15 to 20. I'm not, I am talking about the average athlete, pro athlete, is four and a half years. But let me say this to you. That means before you're 30, you're done. Right. What are you now going to do? What are you now going to do? Because yeah. Lord willing, you're going to live another 50 to 60 years. What are you prepared to do? Fall this back, is man. why. Yeah. There you go. This is why the financial coaching is so important for us to educate our youth so they understand. Not only is it important for us to educate them so they can understand for themselves, we, we also want them to be able to take it back to the neighborhood and educate their friends and family members who also need to understand this too. You know what? That's as powerful as it gets right there. And, you know, it's so interesting that we we have been on to talk about this this morning and I really appreciate all of this information and our listeners 
do as well because this is how we can advance. But a lot of people don't know where to start, but we can start by donating to the cause and getting the financial coaching and, you know, just being aware of this phenomenal organization, Advancement of Blacks in Sports, the game beyond the lines, literally beyond the lines. And when those lines are drawn, we are finding those ways to connect the dots for us to be able to have even more opportunities than we thought we had, than our mind could even be able to ascertain. So with that being said, I I just want to thank you for a wealth of knowledge and wisdom and information this morning and even bringing it to us from a sports front, but also more so from a life standpoint, because we need it. Even even if we're not an athlete, even though we're talking about sports, you gave some wisdom that is transcending for life. It doesn't even have to be tied to sports, but maybe a sports reference was what it took for that person out there in radio land to get on the ball with their financial literacy or becoming more financially literate than they may be right now. So thank you for your wisdom this morning. And by the way, just one more time, uh, talk about the, just let us know the ways that we can donate. If we can find you, follow you and connect on social media, give us the details, my brother. Hey, Hey, Thank you for, for the opportunity. And you can go on our social media to We Are ABIX. You can follow us on social media. We Are ABIX. You know, we have the Instagram, we have the Twitter, we have the, the Facebook. But you can always go right to the website, weareabix.org, O-R-G. And there's a button there, big one, that says donate. Just please go on there, you know, and donate. And understand, every dollar is helping uh, athletes out there somewhere to achieve their goals. So thank you for this opportunity, you know, for speaking to your audience. No, I'm honored to have the opportunity to speak with you. As powerful as this conversation was, I got to have you back for another one because I'm sure throughout the course of the rest of this year and going into 2024, there's going to be more that come up that we may have to end up talking about and just understand that you always have a radio home here right here on the situation at the morning machine so we could talk about it anytime i really i really 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 and all of radio land appreciates all of your wisdom and your knowledge about this all of this going on and how we can move forward where we need to start and where that needs to start is to send your donation in right now. All right. Right now, right now, right now. And I thank you so much, Mr. Gary Charles, the founder of a B I S advancements of black blacks in sports. Okay, so you definitely want to make sure that you are checking this organization out and showing your love and support because there is a student athlete out there and you may be a parent listening in that has a student athlete that's maybe currently in middle school or high school right now or even in college. Connect, connect, connect. It is imperative so you know exactly 
what's going on as it pertains to sports and even the behind the scenes in sports coaching the coaches too in our community that's how i'm going to put it mr charles thank you so much for being on the morning machine i really appreciate it look to have you back sometime in 2024 so we can discuss more as we go into the new year i really look forward to it i'll be back on thank you very much for the opportunity absolutely thank you once again and uh peace and blessings to you and all the best and with that said We we have some more music coming up right here, right now on the Morning Machine. Jump.